The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Today is Saturday, February 4th, and on Friday afternoon, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, and Jason Kelsey spoke with the Philly media and are at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Before the break, you will hear from Fletcher Cox and Lane Johnson. Fletcher Cox explained what makes Jalen Hurts such a special leader for the team. He expressed just how fortunate he feels to make the Super Bowl for the second time. He was asked what the key is going to be in order to slow down quarterback Patrick Mahomes. And as someone who's already won a Super Bowl, he shared advice to his younger teammates leading up to the game. And then you'll hear from Elaine Johnson, who touched on the similarities and differences between Travis and Jason Kelsey. He explained why he appreciates making it to this Super Bowl more than the first time. He talked about the type of bond that he has with Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, and Fletcher Cox. And after the break, you'll hear from Jason Kelsey, who talked about the reservations he had when deciding to make the New Heights podcast with his brother, Travis Kelsey, during the season and how it actually ended up being a good thing. He was also asked if the Super Bowl outcome will have an impact on his future plans. Take a listen. What makes uh, uh, Jalen uh, such a special quarterback and leader for this football team? Uh, I mean, his, uh, his approach, number one, the way he approached things, the way he approached the team when he's speaking. Um, he's, you know, he's never, he's always the same Jalen every time you see him. He don't get too high, he don't get too low. And uh, you can't help but um, respect a guy like that, you know. Even when times things are going, you know, our way or his way, you know, you never see him really frustrated. You never see him streaming at each other on the sideline, or streaming at a teammate for, you know, maybe messing something up or it didn't go the way that he wanted it to go. And uh, when you got to play, when you got your quarterback is like that, uh, you, you definitely want to go out there and play harder for him. I mean, uh, just building, right? I mean, it's always, you know, hard when you come from, a, uh, you know, a bad season. And, you know, you always want to know how you're going to approach it. You know, how is the team going to approach it? How the guys in the locker room are going to approach the next year? And um, I think so far that, you know, we, we've been doing a good job at it. Howie's been doing a good job at it. Um, obviously, Nick's second year here, he's been doing a really good job at it. So uh, we're just taking it and just trusting it and trusting him. 
um, he leading the team and he letting the leaders lead the team and uh, we're just, you know, going from there. Having been to a Super Bowl and been through all that comes with it, what would be your best piece of advice to some of your younger teammates? Well, I just try to stay on the same routine. Uh, it's going to be hard, which is always hard. You know, you're not in your, your normal building every day. You get to wake up, you know, in a hotel every day. Um, just try to stick to your normal routine. Um, don't change nothing. Uh, making sure that, you know, if you were watching film here at, you know, 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. With, with a teammate, then make sure you're doing the same thing. You know, if you're taking care of your body at these times of the day, um, like me, I do cardio every day. So, you know, I've been looking for a place, obviously, to do cardio every morning before my day gets started. Um, so just little things like that, you know, I just try to tell the guys, just, just remain the same. Some guys play 15 years in the league, don't get to one Super Bowl. Uh, how fortunate do you feel you've had now two, two shots at this and one first one? And, that's not a lot of guys do that. I mean, it means a lot. You know, I've been, you know, cherishing every moment, um, living in the moment. Uh, the moment is right now, um, which is today. And, uh, you know, just got to know what I walked through, obviously, just soaking it all in, you know, letting all the guys know that, hey, man, we got a chance to do something special. Um, and, you know, we really do. And and that's going to start, you know, with us, you know, making sure that we have a good practice today and, you know, take that that energy and the, um, the momentum on to, to Arizona when we get there in the practice. What's the key to slowing down Mahomes? I mean, it's, he's a, he's a good player. He's a good, great quarterback. I mean, their offense is really good. Probably gonna be a, it's a big test for us. Um, probably gonna be one of the better offenses we've seen all year. I mean, he don't take a lot of hits. He don't take a lot of sacks. I mean, obviously, he he gets the ball out, know where it's going, and that's gonna be the challenge for us. With the guys that you added on the D line and the rotation, how do you feel at this point in the year as compared to years past? Do you feel fresher? <laughs> yes, very fresh. Uh, I think I played maybe twenty eight snaps last week in, in a championship game, NFC championship game, which was. Um, probably uh, I felt really good. Um, and when you can do that and you keep, you know, guys fresh in the way that we rotate, uh, I, I feel really good coming out of that game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this feeling never gets old. And I don't think it'll ever get old. Um, you know, he worked so hard to get to this point. And, uh, you know, and in reality, you know, it's 32 teams and only two teams get to go. Um, so this feeling never get old and uh, you, you have to enjoy it. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you know, you know, he won me over. Um, obviously, they, um, you know, when he got here, and you know, you all new coaches, right? You got to create a relationship with him. And you know, once we create that relationship, you know, you know, coach to player and player to coach, uh, you know, and and that relationship is good, and you understand each other and respect each other. Um, you can't help but you know want to go out and, and play for him. I mean, you kind of kind of control him a little bit, but at the same time, there's no there's no you know, you, emotions are emotions, right? Um, and at some point, you got to let them out. And and the biggest thing is, you know, you know, being emotional about it, but also knowing that, you know, that the season isn't over yet, right? We haven't won, we haven't won nothing yet. We won the championship, yeah, but now we still got one more game to go. I know, like, in, you know, the 2020 season kind of you know, took over for Carson, but like, were there times like early, early on that you I mean, when he speaks. I mean, when he speaks to, to us, you know, even as as one of the older guys in the room, you know, listen to a guy third year, I think it's his third third year, um, and uh, you listen to him speak, and the way that he speaks, the way that he approaches teammates, um, and you like, man, like this guy, he he really wants he wants what's what's best for the team and not what's best for Jalen. I mean, obviously, as, as a rookie, you know, I mean, I've been in that position when I've been a rookie, and you, you know, you kind of don't know what to say to guys. 
you kind of got to learn your teammates. And But when you're a starting quarterback, you have to learn really quick. And I think that's one thing that he did. Brandon Graham told me. It's great. It's really great. I mean, we get up, man, so get along, man. Really good. He's a really good teammate. I'm, I'm so glad that we have him here because, you know, he's taught me some things. I've taught him some things. Um, obviously, we, we play the same side of the defense and we talk a lot. You know, we just asking how, how they're attacking you, how they're attacking him. Um, and, uh, you know, ways we can, can be better at, 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 um, at getting after. So, um, it's, it's been a pleasure definitely, um, playing with him and having him here. Brandon Graham told me yesterday that you had like, uh, 12 players from Mississippi <clears throat> I mean, it's special um, to have that many guys from Mississippi. You know, who would have thought, you know, you have 12 players playing in the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, um, a lot of those, all of us come from small towns. Um, me and Kenny, uh, obviously, uh, you know, AJ and um, is, you know, he's from Starkville. Um, a couple of us went to school in the state of Mississippi. So we all get to represent the state of Mississippi. And uh, it's very special. Brandon Graham told me yesterday that he thinks you guys have way more talent on this Super Bowl team than the one five years ago. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I mean, we have different talent in different ways. Uh, obviously, we, we had elite receivers back then. We got elite, elite receivers now. We got re really good tight ends back then. We got really good tight ends now. It's just it's really hard to compare those two teams. It was so many different personalities. You know, and that's the biggest thing. Um, this team have – the personalities are way different, um, you know, from the 2017 team to this team. Um, and, you know, they're really good teams. And the biggest thing about it is now we're only really good, you know, really good players, but really good dudes. Like really good teammates, and I think that's that's the, really the most important part of kind of what got us, you know, to this point. Uh, because nobody in that locker room thinks that they're better than the next person. And when you got that, I mean, it, it's hard to beat guys that connect and compete the way that we do. Personalities different. I mean, it's it's a, it's a newer generation, right? Um, I mean, you got younger guys. You know, back then we had we had some older guys that's been around the league for a while. Now you got some guys second, third year, you know, in the league that's that's doing this. Um, obviously, um, so it's just it's different. I mean, it's it's 2023, so the, the personality definitely be different. BJ, two more, we'll get uh, Lena. Who <laughs> well, I think we win? Oh uh, man, <laughs> probably 2017. <laughs> I'll just just 20, 25, 30 minutes of low level cardio. You know, nothing crazy, just beating the body up, just something to get the day going. Well, just where I am now, you know, in my career, I, I didn't do it early in my career, but obviously, you know, older you get, more more ball you play, you kind of want to find something and, and get into an actual routine where you can start your day and get going. What differences or similarities do you see between Jason and his brother, Travis? Uh, I mean, I think they're both extremely serious about their jobs. Sometimes they may come off like Travis more jokingly, like he doesn't, or, you know, is more laid back. But in order to, I think, be the level that they're at, that they – obviously take their job very serious. Uh, I don't know, Travis may have more swag. I mean, uh, from the looks at it, but uh, O-line is a swagless position most of the time, so it is what it is. I mean, unless you get a 10 advisor, what are you going to do? I mean. <laughs> How are you feeling, and has it been tougher going through and playing through what you're playing through? No, uh, I feel better now than I did initially like the first game. The first game was my biggest challenge. You know, obviously, last game was a challenge in itself, but I feel like the first game for me personally was um, was harder to get ready for because I wasn't sure I could play through it. Uh, but after like the initial contact at first in the first game, I was I was good. I had better confidence from the second drive on. So you kind of learned how to play with it 
at this point? Yeah, to where it's not affecting you as much. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I feel like, I mean, it is it is what it is, but it's not bothering me to the extent that I feel like it was earlier. Are you able to kind of play without it on your mind, or are you just out there kind of playing? Uh, yeah, I mean, the more practice and stuff I do with it, I feel like the – like this longer stretch has allowed, you know, my body to heal uh, in general. So, uh, yeah, I think that. And then, you know, having this additional week to practice and rehab has been huge. I don't have to press it like I did last week. But, yeah, to answer his question, I was – it was harder getting ready for the first game. The second game. Uh, you know, talk about uh, Cam Yeah, so Caesar Ruiz was his teammate, or is his teammate. So I reached out to him, and he was pretty much said, "Good luck." I mean, it's going to hurt, but uh, yeah, I mean, he. I think he went through it in 2020. So, you know, after talking to my doc Myers, I was asking. I think he said, you know, multiple hockey players have been through it, but he wasn't sure that he's operated on guys that have played through it in football. But not to say that you couldn't. But after hearing that Cam did, you know, that increased my confidence. So. Our training staff, I'm a trainer at home. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, when I come in the building, usually treatment in the mornings, uh, you know, before practice, after practice, and then when I get home, you know, do stuff on your own. So, um, that's really been of, the system for the past month. What kind of bond has been just. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough question. I feel like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of work to do. I feel like ability-wise, I feel like, um, you know, I can play with some of the great ones, but I feel like, you know, there's still, you know, work to be done. What kind of bond has been developed between the four? Okay, go ahead. A little older, a little wiser, a little balder. Uh, no, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I feel like the first time I didn't really – you know, document as well as what I like, you know, as far as pictures and memories. It was a quick week and it was first time going there. But second time around, my goal is to put as much work in, as much focus in as I can, but at the same time, enjoy it. Uh, you know, I thought like Friday would probably be our, our real time to enjoy it, maybe with our families or have a dinner. So um, as long as they're having fun and everybody else is good, I mean, that's what the, the Super Bowl is about. Do you appreciate this more just because everybody yeah. you've been to the last few? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, when you go through injuries or mishaps or anything, I feel like you uh, your perception grows different from some of the experiences you learn. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm more thankful. Um, you know, I feel like when you miss time on the field or you're away from the game, um, every time you come back, you, you feel blessed to, to be of, where you're at. What kind of bond exists between the four guys uh, that remain from that team, the four core ones who've been here for at least ten years? And is there any additional kind of attachment at this point that you guys realize that this could be the last time you play together? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just what, what an incredible ride it's been uh, with those guys, Kels, Fletch, and BG. Um, you know, it's very fortunate to be in this position. Not a whole lot of players get to experience it, uh, you know, with a core group of guys. But, yeah, going forward, I mean, just like the last interview after the game, I was like, you know, I'm thankful to be with these guys, them showing their emotion after the game. I know how much it means to them. You know, they don't have to say anything. I've been around them for all these years. I I, I know how they operate and I know how much it means to them. So, you know, it goes unsaid that I uh, just want to give it everything I have for the next whatever days it is till the till the game's over. And uh, that's really all you can do, but, uh, you know, enjoy it along the way. That's one and we'll get out, Kelsey. Sorry, from your perspective, how did you guys rebound from where you were 
Yeah, I mean, I think initial excitement came with some of the moves that we had. I feel like when you make some of those additions uh, in offseason, you could tell, well, that, that piece is going to help out a great deal. All this, this player is going to help out a great deal. And then I feel like the adjustment that we made in season, uh, bringing Sue and, and, and Limbaugh here, was amazing and just spoke, I feel like, to the sense of urgency of what we're trying to accomplish this season. And as we played, I mean, you could see that we were very talented. Uh, you know, we kind of had a couple of mishaps there at the end of the season. Um, but I feel like those were not good. But if there was a loss to learn from, I feel like it, to have a wake-up call would be right before the playoffs started. So, you know, all that together, I feel like it's been a, a great year. But you could feel it really in the offseason last year, you know, what we were trying to accomplish. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Did you ever wonder if you'd get to one and how special is it getting to two? Yeah, you know, you... uh you know, getting the ones hard, getting the twos, obviously, an incredible feat by the organization, all the guys uh, here that have made that happen. Um, yeah, I think uh, Brent Selleck actually talked that year, and I think he knew that the team was really special, and he was a guy that had been along, around for a long time at that point. And uh, I remember him talking to the offense before the first game about how he had went to the NFC Championship his second year, and how he thought he'd just be back there every year. Or, you know, we'll get him next time. And, um, you know, it took him another eight years after that or nine years to get back there. So I think uh, it was kind of, you know, hey, there's a sense of urgency here. We have a really good team. We have a great roster. Um, you're only going to get so many chances to do something special in this league. And he realized it very early on that year that we had a chance to do something great. And, um, you know, I think you go into every year, quite honestly, thinking you're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's hard to go into a year, like, not expecting to be great. Uh, it's it's it just doesn't happen often. Um, but, you know, I think that we made a lot of improvement over the course of last year. I think all of us collectively felt really positive going into this year. Um, and we made a lot of acquisitions that we felt were going to improve. But you never know until you start playing. And, you know, once we started playing, I think we all realized that, we're, you know, we have the talent to make it happen. It's really going to come down to, you know, how well we execute, how well we um, prepare, how well we take care of the football. You know, really just all the things we can do to not beat ourselves. And that's going to probably dictate how far we go. So starting a podcast while you're still a player. So um, big one was uh, if the season goes poorly, it's going to look like, a really bad look, right? And luckily that hasn't happened. Um, yeah, I think 
you know, obviously you worry about it being a distraction. Uh, you worry about it potentially um, being viewed as something that's like taking away from the team or your preparation. Um, but I think when we really looked at it, first of all, there's some other cases that have happened with uh, either it's busting with the boys, um, you know, the Draymond Green podcast had done really well in the NBA the year before when they won a championship. So I think all of these things happening with players still playing and doing the podcasts um, and having success on the field, that was probably um, the thing that really caused us to be like, you know what, we can do this and, and it won't be all these negative things. You know, it kind of uh, quieted, I guess, those reservations because I think the positive was, and Travis and I had thought about doing it for a couple years, um, was, you know, we get to talk to each other every week. We get to have fun. Um, and uh, in some ways, I feel like it's it's made my brother and I closer uh, talking every single week. I mean, normally in the course of a season, you, you go months without talking to each other at times. And you know, you're so caught up in your own stuff. So, um, yeah, it's ended up being a great thing. With you facing your brother, who do you think has the most stress or emotion? Your mom, your dad, you, your brother, family? What's going to be toughest on? I think it's always um, stressful for the people watching. Um, I think that that's probably more, not even just parents, I think it's coaches, fans. I mean, when you don't have control on the field of what's happening, I think that's a stressful situation. I feel like when you're playing, there's a um, a sense of control in the outcome. And, um, you know, you, you, can, you can have a difference in it yourself. So it's a little bit less stressful. Um, so I would, I would imagine my parents would probably be the most stressed out. I think they are every time we're watching a game. Um, so, yeah. What's the, the best way to describe how your relationship with your brother has evolved over the years? Um, I mean, now, I mean, I grew up the older brother. Um, so I was in a much more mature, which I don't know if that's a good word to describe me, but I was more mature than him. Um, and, uh, you know, I think when you get to a certain point being brothers, you, you, it becomes more of a peer relationship and more of, um, you know, I think, you know, there's, I'm no longer, you know, telling him what to do or showing him the ropes or trying to offer guidance as an older brother. Now it's more as, you know, just a friend and it's a different type of brother. Right. And uh, he does the same for me. You know, I, I get advice from him now, which growing up didn't happen too often. So I think, um, yeah, the dynamics changed a little bit in that regard. Um, you know, we, we get to genuinely just enjoy each other's uh, personalities and, um, you know, who we are as individuals. And I think that makes it fun. We hear a lot about staff design the right game and change the play calling. Do you think that's coming outside I don't know. I don't know what Nick's, um, what, how people perceive Nick's contribution to the offense. Um, you know, I think Shane and Stout deserve all the credit in the world. Um, they, they do a tremendous job each and every week. Um, I mean, the head coach always deserves the ultimate credit. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Um, with all the glory, with all the negative stuff that the head coach gets put on his plate, he should also get the positive. Um, you know, he, his, you know, his 
atmosphere and culture that he's built within this building is a really big reason why the coaches have flourished, why the players have flourished. That's, um, you know, what a head coach's main role is, whether he's calling the plays or um, offensively, calling the plays defensively, uh, you know, managing the game. His number one job is to facilitate a team, an organization that is focused on improving, that is focused on working, that comes in the building with energy, that's motivated to get better. These things far outweigh what play we call on third down. Um, and I think Nick does a phenomenal job of that. And um, I think he deserves all the credit in the world for that. Will Super Bowl outcome, win or lose, have any... I'll give right back to you. What's will up? Super Bowl outcome, win or lose, have any uh, effect on your ultimate future plans? I don't think so. Um, I think... Uh, I'm going to... I mean, I don't... Yeah. I think uh, you you go in... From everybody I've been told about, you know, when you know it's time to retire or not, um, you just know when you know, and it's going to be when you don't want to play football anymore. And I don't think that winning this game is going to determine whether I want to continue to play football or not. Um, you know, I think, you know, I remember talking to Stout maybe two years ago. and he, I was like, you know, I don't know when that time's going to come or when I'm not going to um, – how I'm going to know when to stop. He's like, oh, you'll know. And I was like, he's like, you won't want to do it anymore. I was like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's like, no, it'll happen. Trust me, it'll happen. And, uh, you know, Howard Mudd, before he passed, gave me the advice, you know, when in doubt, don't. Um, he said, you can use that for anything, by the way, not just retirement. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't know when that's going to happen. Obviously, I contemplate it every offseason at this point, but it's going to appreciate the next well, what week and a half now um, with the guys in this room and all the coaches and hopefully put together another special game for the season. Yeah, I, I'm nervous about it. I don't know if she can flip a coin. I'm going to be quite honest. I've never seen her do it. Uh, but um, I, we could get her some coaching, I'm sure. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. But I, I'd imagine the NFL's got uh, you know, some some awesome options for that as well. So we're getting enough uh, publicity in this game. I don't know that we need to keep going that far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're a great organization. Um, I think that you know, when if you look at through all the change, uh, I, I really do think the Eagles have done a phenomenal job of keeping pieces and parts that they think will hold everything together so that it goes and there's good buy-in and uh, there's still a, a, a solid culture and foundation to build on. Um, I mean, Jeff Stoutland's been here for 10 years now, and he's been here through – this is the third head coach he's been here with. And, you know, that's not common in the NFL when there's coaching changes uh, that you retain somebody that many times. Um, there's many people in this building that have gone through these coaching changes, including, you know, we just mentioned the four guys that have been here, myself included, for a decade plus now. Um, so I think, you know, the, the blow it up method uh, is, is hard to reload everything with. Um, you know, I think when you have a, a good 
culture established that far precedes me. I mean, this culture was established, I would say, with Andy Reid. Maybe they would say, those guys would say even before that. Um, we have a great locker room. We have a lot of guys that care for one another. Um, and I was brought into that as a young player. And, uh, you know, I think that the organization has done a phenomenal job of continuing that through all of these changes, um, as well as, you know, I think how we, as much as people have uh, not given them credit for a lot of things in the past, it's hard to not give them credit this year. Um, he's been, quite frankly, and the whole front office has been really, really good at finagling um, these changes and, and, and moving things around and getting rid of contracts that you didn't know whether that was going to be able to happen. And I mean, They've they've done a phenomenal job of that at every step of the road when we've had to kind of retool. So um, I think probably both of those. Last one, please. As well as making good head coaching hires. You guys obviously have uh, a very good offensive line and, and a lot of accolades. Isaac, for whatever reason, seems to be uh, the least represented when it comes to that. What has he meant to this team this year, especially yeah, I keep telling him he needs to start a podcast. He'll start making the Pro Bowl, and it'll be great for him. Um, uh, you know, Isaac has been a really special player in this building for a long time, um, and we've all known that. And I'm glad that he's starting to get the recognition publicly. He's a uh, he's a guy that can play any position up front. Uh, I mean, at one year he played tight end, tackle, guard, and center. Um, He's incredibly smart. He's incredibly physically gifted. I think sometimes he's so smart that you he, he doesn't get credit for the physical capability that he has, which is tremendous. Um, you know, he had a catastrophic injury last year. I mean, I remember being very emotional about it because I know the severity of that injury. And he's come back and, you know, has, has been out there every step of the way and um, has had a tremendous year um, coming off of that injury. So, um and then on top of that, he's just he's the he's the constant professional, like uh, the best teammate you could ask for. Um, very willing and uh, able to uh, assist his teammates, whether it's in the meeting room or on the field. Um, you know, he he doesn't talk as much as I do, which is good because when he does speak, you realize how important it is, and and it comes with more meaning and. Um, if we had two people talking as much as I did, nothing would ever get done. So I think it it really helps having his personality for me, quite frankly, um, in my own psyche. And I think that um, a lot of guys feel that way. P-G-N.